As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Good afternoon to uh, everyone. And if you uh, came here hoping to hear from Charlie Madsen of Vespero, Freedom Scientific, on low vision products, I've got some Good news and some bad news. The bad news is Charlie's not here. Now, the good news is I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't have Charlie's expertise on the low vision products. So um, I am the product manager for screen reading and screen magnification software. So I do know something about some of these products. And uh, I'll be happy to talk for the next hour and answer questions and we can go in any direction you want. If it is a hardware question, by all means, still ask it. If I don't know the answer and no one else in the the room knows the answer that can, can share anything, we'll uh, certainly make sure that we write it down and uh, get back to you and get an answer for you. Um, to begin with, let me just make sure that everyone is aware that we did post an update this week for our ZoomTex and Fusion products. So last week, our July update did get posted. Unfortunately, only JAWS remained up there last week because we ran into something at the final moment as we were posting that we pulled them back down and we made some further adjustments and uh, retested everything and then posted ZoomText and Fusion this week. So if you're a ZoomText Fusion user, you should have gotten an announcement about an update that came out a couple of days ago, uh, and it's available. We encourage you to install it. There will probably be another build of 2021. I'm not positive exactly when it's going to hit. Uh, I think on the JAWS and Fusion side, we're going to try and release something about the time that we release public beta one because it's something we're putting in for public beta one of the 2022 versions that will uh, necessitate us updating uh, the 2021 as well. And we're going to probably do them at the same time. And I'll talk more about that as we get closer to the, the 2022 releases um, each year. On the software side, we'll release a new version. It generally comes out the end of October. And the public beta versions of those hit in early September. Now, a lot of people ask me when Freedom Scientific releases something like that public beta on software, um, who should be participating in that? And what is the risk? Generally, I encourage people to know that when we put it out for public beta, it has gone through some rigorous testing. We don't anticipate uh, we're going to cause any problems. However, if this is an employment situation or you're working on school or you have a deadline that you've got to get something done, the last thing I would encourage you to do is install a beta version of anybody's software, including ours. Um, Beta software is just that. It hasn't uh, gone through an, an official release yet. There, While a lot of people have potentially run it, we're talking dozens or a hundred, not thousands. So uh, it's always best to, to if you're not certain, uh, if you don't feel comfortable, and certainly if you're trying to get something done for work and for school, uh, you don't want to limit yourself. and if you really want to participate and look at beta software, one way to do this is if you have an, uh, a second computer or an older computer, designate it as the one that you would put that software on 
And that's what a lot of our private beta testers do. They may have two different machines and they never put beta software on one. They only run it on the other. So our beta version will come out the uh, early September. If you have not, uh, if you have an ILM license of our software and you have not purchased an SMA yet, so in, to make sure that you're going to get 2022, I encourage you in the next 30 days, 40 days, 50 days, get that SMA in place. Actually, if you haven't done it yet, it's July 29th. Do yourself a favor. Call the office this afternoon or tomorrow at the latest and talk to them. See if there's an opportunity for you to either add an SMA on your license or renew your SMA or get an upgrade or maybe even consider going to the home annual license because the discounts for the month of July that we did for the shows will expire after tomorrow. I think they're actually going to hold through the weekend, at least if you can buy online when because uh, the, the people aren't there to answer phones in the office. But uh, by Monday morning, it uh, will get turned off. So you'll want to make sure you have that in place. Um, we will hit public beta in the early September and the end of August, the last week in August, We'll be out on FS Cast. Glenn Gordon and I will be talking about uh, the first public beta, the features that are in it, and we've got some some good things happening. As always, each year I think we we contribute and we try and bring something new. But we've got some good things happening, and I know we've got at least one private beta tester in the audience out here today. And even the private beta testers don't know what's coming, so we've got a good thing coming, and they're going to be uh, excited to see it over the next couple of weeks here. Um, I think what I'd like to do is open it up. And Sheila, I think generally with this, they usually raise hands and then we unmute them, let them come in. Uh, Would you like to do that? And if people have questions, if there's a topic they'd love to discuss, uh, we've got a fairly small group. And I think this might be a good opportunity for people to get some of those questions in that they always wanted to ask, but were afraid to. Okay. Uh, so, so if anyone's got anything, please speak up. All right. Well, if you're on a PC, to raise your hand is Alt-Y. To mute and unmute is Alt-A. On a Mac, it's Option-Y. And to mute and unmute is Command-Shift-A. If you're on an, a, a smartphone, just raise your hand is on the screen, double tap on that, and then mute and unmute is in the lower left, I believe, in a webinar. And then on a standard keypad, which we don't have anybody on a regular phone right now, but standard keypad star nine is raise your hand and star six is to mute and unmute. And if you don't have any specific question, if there is a topic about... uh, our products or how we work with browsers or documents or spreadsheets or anything like that. If there's some area that you think would be interesting to have me talk talk to or speak about, uh, I'd be happy to go down that direction. Maybe voice assistant. Uh, I'm curious. I saw some statistics today on voice assistant, a new feature that we built into the software this year. And, uh, Quite a few people are using that, and the thing, the things that they're doing, the kinds of things that people are using it for, um, changing their magnification level on Zoom text is the biggie. They, you know, you can basically wake up the voice assistant, you can speak a number, and it switches the magnification right to that number, and it's useful. Like if you're in a web page or a spreadsheet, and you want to change the magnification and you don't use keystrokes to do these things because a lot of people don't know the keystrokes and it takes two hands to do a lot of them. Anyway, one hand's on a mouse, you don't want to do it. You can uh, do it with a voice assistant to set that magnification level. That's the number one thing people use that voice assistant for on Zoom text. And on JAWS, it's speech rate. The number one thing they use is it is in speech rate. And I think that's because Maybe they're working in a particular area or they're on a web page 
and they're ready to read an article and they want to set the speech rate at a particular level to make it a little easier to understand. Maybe they've got it fast when navigating and they want to slow it down when they're going to read something and they use the voice assistant to do that. They wake it up with Sharky and they, and they give a, uh, a number to set the speech rate at. So that was interesting. But uh, there are other things people are doing. System info is another one people are using voice assistant for. You know, have you ever been talking to somebody maybe in support or something and they want to know what version um, and build of office are you using? Or what is the uh, what's the build number for your Windows 10 on your computer? Well, using the voice assistant, you can just wake it up and say system information or virtualize information or virtualize system. You can say any number of things, and it will extract all of that information and put it right in front of you uh, and let you get access to it. That works in JAWS and in Fusion. So it's a pretty good feature. But anyway, the statistics were interesting. A, a lot of people tapping into it. Uh, numbers somewhere up around 72,000 commands were given over the course since but between the May update and the July update, I think it was. And uh, that was quite a few voice commands, if you think about it. So a lot of people are starting to take advantage of it and use it. Um, I'm trying to think of a, another good magnification topic I can go down since I think most of the audience came in to hear about magnification products. Um, one of the things that we added in for our ZoomText customers uh, just recently was something called a quick access bar. And for those of you who use a computer, if you've used Microsoft Word, or Outlook, or even Excel and PowerPoint, if you hit the Alt key, tap and release it, and it goes up to the main ribbon, directly above the ribbon, there's this little thing called the quick access bar in the Office applications. And Microsoft puts a few things on there like undo and um, save and things like that. But you can add other things that they that you use all the time like let's say you're always putting a table into your document it's something you have to do all the time with documents you're creating you're always having to add tables rather than have to learn keystrokes to do it or go through the ribbons to find it it's not on the home ribbon it's buried in insert you could move that to the quick access bar and you could even make it the first position. And, and if you do, you can then do like alt one and it would insert a table for your document because the numbers are used on the access bar. Whichever thing is in the first position gets number one, second position gets number two and so forth up to zero. I think you can put up to 10 items in your quick access bar on office. And this is a very good feature, not just for low vision or blind people, but it's a very good feature for sighted people too, because they don't want to have to go digging through those ribbons. So they stick them there and they just reach up with the mouse and they click them. Well, we took that concept and we brought it to our magnification software. We added a quick access bar. It's not in the ZoomText UI or the Fusion UI. It's its own separate UI. And we're going to make it, uh, well, the way it works right now, if you had ZoomText installed, if you've got 2021, um, you can bring up this quick access bar at any time right at your location where you're working by holding down the caps lock key. And then with your right hand on the right mouse, on the, on the mouse itself, hit the right mouse click while you're holding the caps lock key down. And it'll pop up the quick access bar for Zoom Text or Fusion, whichever you're running, right at your mouse location. And, and it, it runs vertical up and down. And there are things on there like increasing magnification level, uh, changing your speech rate, 
maybe um, toggling the color enhancements on or off, turning on mouse echo, things like that, we put into the quick access bar for you by default. You can go in and change that. You can take out the things that we put in and you can add things that you would uh, tend to use. Maybe you like the focus enhancement sometimes, but not all the time, or cursor enhancements sometimes, not all the times. Those are things that you might want to put on the quick access bar so you don't have to know a keystroke to do it, but you can pop it up, click it. As soon as you click it, click back where you're working and the quick access bar will go away and you're right back where you were working and whatever you changed is there. So this is a really uh, neat way of doing things and it, and it really got its start from what we saw in Office with the quick access bar. This is a very good way of getting it. Now in the 2022 public beta one, you'll find that the quick access bar will dock itself and it will just sit on the right edge of your uh, computer screen, not on the magnified window, but on the right edge of the computer screen. So if you're working along on the left and you needed to do something and you know that you've got it on your quick access bar, instead of doing the caps lock and the right mouse click, which you can still do, you could just slide your mouse over to the right edge. It'll be there. You can click the item and then you can slide right back where you were working. So you'll have two ways of doing this. And uh, when you're in the quick access bar, down at the bottom of the quick access bar, there's uh, a window where you can open it up. You expand the quick access bar a little bit because it's a very narrow thing. It's just got some graphics on it to select these items. There's no print. But when you open it up, you'll find some print. You'll also find a little settings um, control down in that bottom edge of the window. And if you click that, it allows you to do customization to the quick access bar. You can delete items that are on it. You can add new items to it. It'll pop up a list. When you say you want to add a different shortcut, it pops up a list of all the features available to you within Zoom Text or Fusion, and you can add those to your quick access bar. At a maximum, it'll hold eight. So if you already have eight and you try to add something, it'll ask you to delete something first. So you'll have to find the things that you don't use, delete those, and then you can add new things. That's the way that works. There's also a preferences uh, there where you can decide things like, um, do you want it to um, disappear when you click on the desktop or do you want it to always stay on top? And once we have the docking option, you'll be able to choose right there in preferences, do I want to have it docked or would I rather have it disappear when I'm done working with it and then I'll call it back up with that caps lock right mouse click. So you get to make a choice uh, and you can set it right up there in preferences. So watch for quick access bar. If, you, if you've not used it yet, give it a try. Um, I think that the, the best thing to do is to set Zoom Text or Fusion to run from your system tray only so that they take them out of the Alt-Tab order in case you use Alt-Tab on your computer. Run it from the system tray and then just use the quick access bar to go in and select the features you want, color enhancements and changing your magnification level. You can do those things right from your quick access bar instead of having to go and find the ZoomText window or the Fusion window. So give that a try. And I still don't see any hands up yet. I'm shocked that nobody's got any questions. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe uh, Sheila or Larry, maybe you guys have some questions. Or Oh, I have too many. <laughs> oh, good. Bring them up. Well, you know, everybody talks about the um, updating and upgrading your JAWS, which I'm running 2020. Mm -hmm. um, what is the benefit to doing the home license annual compared to just upgrading and making sure I have SMAs? What's the, what's the advantage? 
dollars. Okay. Dollars are the advantage. Uh, that's one of them. Um, so you have an ILM license and you're currently at version 2020. Mm-hmm. So 2021 came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can install it. And it'll run 40 minute mode. Right. 2022 is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to make a purchase today or tomorrow, um, if you have 2020 and it's a home license, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So normally the upgrade from 2020 to 2021 would be $150. It's $30 off. So it's 120 okay. this week. Okay. Ending Monday morning, actually. And then for another $120 because of the discount, you could add an SMA. So you would get the 2021 version today. Mm-hmm. 2022 when it comes out this fall mm-hmm. and 2023 the following year when it comes out but that would cost you $240. Okay. Now the alternative once you've fallen behind because if you hadn't let's say you were on 2021 right now maybe even have an SMA so you know you're going to get 2022. You could call in and add to your SMA for $120, you'd lock in 2023 and 2024. Mm-hmm. So it's a good idea to keep up with the SMA and to renew it when the convention time comes up, when you can get a discount. But once you've fallen behind, now the cost of maintaining that license or getting it up to date and adding an SMA for the future just jumped up. And $240 it's a lot of money to have to pay out one day. So what a lot of folks have done is moved over to our home annual solution. And the way this works is you're basically buying a subscription like Office 365, where you're going to decide to pay for a year at a time. And some people choose to pay for three years or five years at a time because we do allow those increments. And when the discounts are in place, like they are right now, eh, it's a good time to think about maybe I should buy three years ahead or or five years ahead. Mm -hmm. But the annual license of JAWS Home Annual is $95, normally $76 through the end of this month. Wow. So you can go to the e-store and for $76, you'd buy a license. Now, Sheila, let's say you went to the e-store and bought a license today. You'd pay $76 for a JAWS Home Annual. Mm-hmm. That license would go on your computer. Now, your ILM license would stay on your computer and everything. It's not going to change. It just remains exactly as it was. But JAWS, when it starts up, will look and find the Home Annual license first and use that one. And the home annual license entitles you for every released version between now and next year on this day. So you would get 2021 and 2022 access for a whole year, and it would cost you 76 bucks. But you have to do it on the e-store. You can't do it calling the you. You can call the office, but they're going to just say, "Well, it's best to do it on the." They're going to they're going to do it on the e-store if you need help anyway. Okay. So you can, and it's really simple. The e-store works well. And what happens once you buy that license, you receive an email right away. As soon as you make the purchase and you don't need a discount code or anything, the prices are all set up with the discount right now. Once you've made the purchase, the license, um, an email comes to you from the, from the system. And it says, congratulations, you've just bought your home annual license to get started. Click this link and we'll get you on the portal and set you up. When you click the link, you land on the portal. Now, if you've never been on the portal before because you've never owned a license yet through that license portal, then the first thing it's going to ask you to do is register. So it'll insert your email address because it knows who you are when you landed there from your email. It's going to suggest that you provide your name, and I think it asks for a phone number and maybe an address. I I do recommend you at least uh, put your name and your phone number in just in case they have a hard time reaching you. If they needed to and you didn't answer email, somebody could call you. Or when you call in, it's easy for them to verify who you are. 
But uh, once you've registered and submit it, it then gives you a follow-up email, I think is sent to your email address to confirm your registration. Uh, it's kind of like authenticating who you right. really are. Right. You authenticate, and now you, lo- reg- you log into the portal because you've, oh, you've, you're going to pick a password to, I'm sorry. And this thing is going to remember your email address and the password you set up. So when you log back into the portal, then using your email and your password, your license is there and you can say, activate this computer with that license and it will pull the license down, put it on. And if your software is not up to the current version, it'll offer to install your software at the same time. So it just takes care of all of it. Wow. And then you can go to another computer and you can activate that computer. And you can activate a third computer. And then you can't activate any more than three at a time, but you can log into the portal and say, deactivate that one over there. Mm-hmm. And your license, your key will come right back to your portal. And now you can reactivate another computer. So you'll never have to get a key reset again because you manage the license completely from the portal using your email and password. Well, since I retired, you know, 2020 has been wonderful. I mean, Mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful. And since I've retired, I don't, I don't worry about upgrading, you know, but now I'm thinking, well, you know, I should take advantage of the discounts. (laughs) Well, and and let me tell you, you're connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you're getting updates not necessarily from us, but you're getting updates from Windows right. and from Office right. and your browsers and antivirus, Zoom. Mm-hmm. All of these things are updating in the background. Mm-hmm. If you don't update your screen reader, it's not things gonna are going to not work as well in the future. Right. right. So I think it's really important that you want to keep up because I'm telling you, things, they are changing. They're changing rapidly. Matter of fact, we all know that Microsoft is about to roll out Windows 11 this fall. We just heard about this about, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to make sure that the 2021 version uh, works up to snuff with Windows 11. Because we've got a lot of people that will be on 2021 for a while. And, of course, 2022 is going to be working there. And 2020 probably will, too. But. I'm not certain. We're not doing a lot of testing with that. And as Microsoft keeps changing Windows 11, there's all likelihood there are some things. And I know there already are some things that we've had to address in the 2021 version that didn't get addressed in 2022 for making the start menu read correctly in Windows 11. So you're going to get these new versions of things, whether you want them or not, just by being connected to the Internet they get pushed to your computer. Right. So, yes, please try and keep up. Well, I'm going to, I, I will take care of that in the morning. <laughs> but I, yes. I'll probably call. Yeah, call Florida. the office. I'll call, and call them and say, help. <laughs> but, and you but, do have a hand raised, Eric. Okay. But, oh. uh, j- but just not one, one last thing on this uh-huh. topic, though. Uh-huh. Um, $76 for one year times, Three, what's that? Two ten, two two thirty six. I think two hundred thirty six will get you the next three years from this date, with all updates and all upgrades. Wow! So that's it's a little bit cheaper, right? Not much, but a little bit cheaper than renewing your SMA, renewing your version, and adding an SMA. Right. So you're still kind of borderline if you were going to go to the three year, but if you can only if a hundred dollars a year or less seems good, then by all means, home annual is the way to go and just renew it during conference time and you'll always get a break. Right. Oh, you okay. guys, you know, I love Vespero. You guys have been absolutely awesome to ACB and, um, you know, you come to Florida's conventions and it's just awesome. So, Jerry. I'm in the process of leaving in April four months to Romania. My question here is, uh, will I still be able to purchase, change my address? My email and everything going to be the same, and everything except my address. 
Yep. Nothing so do you today. so do you have an ILM license today? I'm up there. I got two SMA. Uh, you got an you got uh, an ILM being... with an SMA two. That's good. So you should you'll be all set. You don't have to do anything yet. Your your email address is going to remain the same. And when you're ready uh, to make that purchase, you may have to reach out to the customer service department. You'll be able to call. You'll be able to contact customer service. Use your U.S. Um, credit card and make the renewal of the SMA. And I would encourage you to do this. You probably want to set your calendar so during the ACB convention of 2023, uh, or even 20, even next year, you might even check with them next year and just have them look your numbers up and see what your options are. Because you, you might want to add an SMA at that point. Remember, uh, the, S- I, I the prices. I don't intend to you the, your, 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 I'm not, I do not intend to use your business people abroad. I'm me using. Oh, no, no, no. You'll call America. our customer service and do it in the U.S. Yeah. No, that'll be fine because they, they've got a record of you and you had an account. But I don't know that I would call up and change your address. In the leave system, it alone, huh? I would leave it alone. They're not mailing you anything anyway. Just leave it alone. They, as far as they're concerned, you're in the U.S. And when you contact them, they'll look you up and they'll say, oh, yeah, we see you here. As long as they've got your phone number and your email address and they can reach you, you're good to go. And I and then I would just renew the SMA at that point, Jerry. Marie, um, I'm running Windows 10 21H1. And I'm running the latest, the newest uh, July update to JAWS. Mm-hmm. And I'm running Office 365. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Outlook, uh, my Gmail accounts work great. My Comcast account works great. My Microsoft account is doing something really strange. I get the emails fine. That's not a problem. I can but the headers on the messages have absolutely nothing the size of the message all other header information is missing it does not happen with nvda or narrator only with jaws so can you give me (laughs) can you can you expand upon this a little bit so you say so you receive a message Mm -hmm. and and you're saying the uh the headers like the who it was from and when they sent it Yes, the columns. So, so if you so you open the message and if you shift tab back, is that what you're saying? Or if you're no, forwarding no. it or replying? When I, when I, you know how you do Control Y to go to your uh, preview of your folders. Yes. And when I go to the inbox and I hit press enter and it takes me to the list of messages. Yes. And when I arrow down and read, go to read who the messages are from and the subject and all, the only thing there. Is the size of the message. There's no subject. Ah, there's no who it's it. from. There's no date. Just the size of the, nothing else. But my, it's not in any of my other accounts, just my live.com account. And it's happening on, I have two laptops and a desktop. It's exactly the same on all three. They're all running the same operating system, the same JAWS version and, and Office 365. But if you shut down JAWS and run an NVDA or a narrator, you don't have that problem. Correct. They read it totally fine. And if I if I open uh, the same account in Thunderbird, it reads fine. With JAWS, with NVDA, with narrator, only in has Outlook it? and only with JAWS. Right. And I don't know that anyone has looked at your screen. If someone looked at your screen, I'd be curious if it looked normal. Everything looks right is my guess. I would guess so. Since NVDA and Narrator are reading it all correctly, I would assume that it looks right, but I have not had a sighted person look at it. I live alone and I'm totally blind. Right. Um, and I'm well, a senior citizen. <laughs> yep. So I, what I'll need you to do, what I want to encourage you to do is call into technical support, explain that you talked to me, and we need to get you escalated to somebody who can tandem to your computer and check this. 
Okay, because I've, I've talked to, um, I started to call Microsoft at first because it was only yep. a Microsoft account. But since it's only happening with JAWS, it has yeah, to be Yeah, I think issue. I think you should be talking to us. I, I think you should be talking to us. And, and certainly, I have a yep. lot of friends that have a lot of technology ability, and nobody has run into it before, and nobody has a clue of hmm. what, <laughs> what it's about so far. I mean, none of them are necessarily experts, but... Uh, there's been yeah. some trainers even, and they they don't I don't know. So I, the I'm only, suspecting it's some kind of a setting. Maybe I've been in with Jaws in Outlook, but why it wouldn't affect all of the accounts? I don't know. Can I ask a question, Marie? Mm. How many? Ver- Larry yeah, Larry. <laughs> how how many versions of Jaws do you have on your machine? I have two. I have Jaws 2020 and 2021. And, and does it does it happen and, on both? Yes. And it okay. happened like before the last couple of Windows uh, updates. I don't use that account a lot, and it's not so. It's not been a major, major issue, but it's an oddity that I'd like to solve. Well, I think Larry's question was um, very intuitive, mm-hmm. and the fact that it happens with both versions um leads me to the next thing I would try and do, and that is have you run with a slash default. Um, and this is why I think I want you to talk to support. Uh, because what may have happened here, I don't know if you pay attention to our webinars and, and get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only, the only thing, hold on one second here. I'm going to, I'm going to mute myself for just a second. This makes it very difficult for him to speak now. It really does. <laughs> I, know, I know it certainly happens to me when I think I'm not muted and I you know, think I'm uh, you know, unmuted and I start talking and nobody is paying me attention. But what he's asking you to do, yeah, what he's asking you to do may shed some more light on this. This is really interesting. Yeah, I'm back. So... So I'm I'm wondering if maybe you hadn't participated in a webinar or done something to go into JAWS, and this may have been done a year ago when you were just running with 2020, and adjust the customized list view. Uh, so I think you may have adjusted something in JAWS to tell it what columns to see in Outlook messages when you're reading them. But, but all the other accounts are fine. They don't they yeah. read Fine. But yes, but that would that may that may still be because well, I don't know what the answer to that is. Well, I will tell you that the tandem. I, I tried to look at anything about columns, and and I can't see anything that would you know. But well, we do have a feature called customized list view that you can adjust, and I don't know. I can't explain why it would only impact an Outlook account versus. Gmail and Comcast. Um, a Gmail account that you're also running in Outlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what the answer is. So I, this is definitely one I think for tech support to try and. Oh, I uh, love sort it. Out. It's not just me. I've been I've been worrying about this for not well. You know, I can say it wasn't a major concern because it's not my primary yep. account. But I've over and over I've looked at it and tried to figure out something. At first, I thought it was uh, Outlook or, or maybe even Windows, but when it two other screen readers read it correctly mm-hmm. that sends it to jaws so yeah tech well i think may i have think them tandem in. i think ta- tech support might tandem in and right. again i think the the starting point is to run with a slash default and see if there's a user setting and if a user setting got in there in the 2020 version it may have gotten migrated to the 2021 version which is why it happens in both I can't remember um, exactly when it started. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, but it didn't, there was a time that this was not happening. It hasn't right. always been happening in Outlook. Mm-hmm. It may have even been when I went to 365. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they can clear it up, but again, okay. and, and, and if, and if I'm right, that there's going to be something in your user settings in JAWS that had gotten set up at some point, clearing that will clear it up. And, um, It'll be real easy. I don't think this is going to be an adjustment in Outlook. 
I think this is something simple. And again, I think the support team could probably work through this with you fairly quickly. Okay. But by the way, when I open the messages, you know, they refine and all of that. There's nothing, there's no issue with the message oh, yeah. itself. Just yep. that header on the columns. Yep. yep. It's and and the ability to adjust those headings is important. Uh, for a lot of people because they've got so many different headings up there and maybe all you care about is who sent it, what the subject was. Well, yeah. Cause I'm, and, I mean, I'm long retired. I'm not in any kind of business thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, email is a fun thing for me more than anything. So, yep. yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, I, right, I'm glad you, you asked the question and, you know, these things stump all of us, but uh, <laughs> call the support guys. They'll figure the guys and gals there on support will figure it out. Uh, I, guarantee I have it. learned most of my technology by trial and error and, and messing something up and finding out how to fix it. The way I've learned, <laughs> I have learned a lot over the years, just for that yep. very reason. Thank yep. you so much. Thank you, Marie. I love your webinars. I try to get to most all of them. Great. So. All right. Thank you, Marie. Yeah, you know, a lot of people get in and start, and and I do it too. That's why I know others do it. We go in and we adjust something, and we may not know what it changed now, but later on we find out that it did change something. So, uh, well, and and the thing is, those of us that don't have a clue what we're doing, we might hit something accidentally (laughs) and it's like, oh no, what did I do? That's right. Or we jump to conclusions. It happened to me about a week ago, and I said, "Well, I God, I don't want to do this, but I guess I'm going to have to uninstall Jaws, etc., 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 because I can't think of anything else to do." And then, in a moment of, oh my gosh, I said, "Wait a minute, what about this?" And it fixed the problem. So mm-hmm. you know, you 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 think of every single thing you can think of, and then you try the obvious. You try not to overlook anything, and that's usually when stuff gets solved. So, well, and I will tell you, you know, from personal experience, the tech support at the Sparrow is amazing. It, they are. I have to tell you, Eric, I have never had an issue that I called them that they couldn't figure out what was going on mm-hmm. and they are awesome absolutely awesome they are well trained and they're so polite about it and, and if they can't they escalate it up quickly I mean, you don't right. waste any time if they don't know right. what it is they'll find somebody who does right and, and if i and if i told you how many people that they talk to the numbers are staggering yeah and yeah. some of the folks that have been there are like i was just thinking about dennis godin the other day oh dennis has been he was the number he was the second tech support guy that we hired uh, back in the days of Henter Joyce. And I don't know if anyone if you, any of you were around I back have, then. I have I have talked to Dennis many times. Well, do you know who was before Dennis? No. That a, this is a, a trivia question. It should be. <laughs> who was the first tech support guy? You? Glenn? No. Glenn? No. Not no. even Glenn. Glenn. Glenn was never a bottle washer. He was oh. always the coder. Fascinating. <laughs> Donnie Dunn. Wow. Do you remember the name Donnie do. Dunn? No, I, I don't. Never came Donnie in contact was, with him, but I, I know of him. He, yeah. worked, um, he worked for us. He was a Vietnam veteran who had stepped on a landmine and lost his legs and was blinded. So he was in a wheelchair electric wheelchair and he lived in oklahoma uh was on he had owned a pig farm and uh, of course he came back from vietnam and he was back on his pig farm but farming wasn't so easy then and he uh, got set up with jaws for dos and uh, got to know ted as a as, as a customer and he got hired as a tech support guy wow and he was number one now, I haven't seen or talked to Donnie for a number of years, but I did see him uh, at a convention in Dallas about, oh, maybe eight years ago. His kids came by with him, and he was still zipping around in that wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but Dennis is up in Pennsylvania, and Dennis has been with us almost as long. And he's just a super guy. And uh, boy, he knows, knows his stuff. He, he knows, knows his, his stuff. stuff. He does. Yep. 
but we have a whole bunch of them that are are great out there and uh there's a lot of them that aren't uh on there anymore one guy i think of all the time is jim ellsworth everybody oh knew jim ellsworth. Oh, yeah. yeah and boy we miss him we just talked to his um, wife in clubhouse maybe you've seen oh her yeah too. she's in there she quite often there. yep yep him yes yep cool she was in tech support she had, that's what she said i don't think i ever ran into her but she Jim, was yeah. unbelievable she was yeah. so good yeah. and uh i don't you know it, it anyway they're very talented people and they got the patience and they can decipher what's going on they can listen to your computer and they can figure it out usually just by listening so yeah they are great. they are amazing for sure yep and i would you know i will be a jaws user forever <laughs> Well, you know, and 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 you're not alone because, and it's not just jobs. There's other things that we do. You know, there are there are tools that we get used to, and we're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and we're not going to switch. Nope. Uh, that's true with a lot of things, mm-hmm. and, and just changing phones. I remember changing phones. Um, I went. I had a Motorola one for a while. I went to the Windows cell phone. I was one of those guys that had one of those Windows phones. I was so convinced Windows was going to, eventually we were going to be able to get JAWS on a Windows cell phone, but we never did. But uh, I stuck with those Windows phones for quite a while until they pretty much killed them, and and then I moved to iOS. But I didn't want to leave and go to iOS. I wanted to stay on the Windows phone. I was comfortable with it. Uh I I believe JAWS is by far the most diverse screen reader I've ever run into. And I've, I haven't used them all, but I've played with them all generally. And I, mm-hmm. and all you have to do, and I'm, this is not a disparaging remark. It's just, it's a matter of f- how you feel. Because uh, I, yep. I, I used to play around a little bit with window eyes because Marriott originally was thinking about going to window eyes. And I played with it a little bit and I thought, okay. Uh, because it didn't have the diversity that I had been accustomed to with JAWS. And then when, of course, they switched to JAWS, I thought, this is cool. And it's the same way with other screen readers. You get used to things that they provide, and then you come up against, in my case, JAWS, and I thought, wow. Not, they not only provide what I had before, they provide a lot more, and they allow you right. to play a little mm-hmm. bit and customize which is not always something that other screen readers do. And this is my personal prerogative. Others feel the same way and good. I'm glad you do. That's great. That's what makes the world go. But I decided long ago in 97 or 98 to stick with JAWS and I'm glad I yep. did. Window Eyes had a different feel. Yep. Uh, different. Yep. Uh, it, it functioned different. It wasn't the same. And, uh, and I used to, you know, I can remember people saying um, uh, to me from a, from a professional level within our organization, they would say, you know, well, how many Windowize users are there? And I'd say, well, it's about this many. And they'd say, well, that seems like a, a good group of users. You should be going after trying to convert them over to JAWS. And I always said, no. I said, they're the most difficult customers to ever get because they're already <laughs> comfortable with what they're using. And when I used to talk to Windowize customers, I used to say, you should keep using Windowize because you're comfortable with it. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, it makes sense. And, and when, and when uh, you know, WindowEyes stopped getting developed and we, we did a transition and we gave people an opportunity to move into JAWS, I never took their WindowEyes away. I always said, you can keep WindowEyes. And we gave you a deal on JAWS. I did the same thing with Zoom Text and, and Magic. Uh, any Magic user comes to us and wants to get Zoom Text, we've always helped them out getting into Zoom Text and getting in real cheap. <laughs> But we don't take away their magic because that's what they're comfortable with, and you need that through your transition time. So, um, anyway, Aaron, yeah. Do we want to tell people how they can go back and listen to some, you know, like learning how to use Sharky and all that stuff? Um, do you want to tell people before yep. we end the call how they can go back and get that information? By all means. Um, one of the best places to visit uh, I think is freedomscientific.com slash training. You can go to our homepage and there's a link right on the homepage for training. And if you go in there, there are free webinars. There are some YouTube videos. Uh, there's archives of all of these things that have been recorded and all of this stuff is free. And so you can go out there 
and tap into it and listen to it. If you're new, especially if you're new to JAWS, or if we've talked about some things and it's like you haven't experienced those or used those, we talked about um, yeah, different different things in JAWS that you just haven't experienced yet. One of the first places I always encourage people is to go back and revisit the basic training materials. You can go to FS Reader right in your help menu, and you can and access those uh, those basic training books and listen through them. It's about four or five hours. Dan Clark will talk you through it. You don't even have to touch the computer. You can just turn it on and play it and sit back and listen and let Dan explain some things. And some of it you'll know, but some of it you won't know. I can almost assure you that Dan is going to be telling you about things in our software that you never knew existed. It's probably been there for a long, long time. And uh, listening to that basic training material will give you a better foundation and give you an opportunity, like Marie, to try and delve in and solve the problems when you get stuck. So take advantage of that. But by all means, visit the training pages and hit those webinars. Well, thank you, Eric. I think you have worked off the cuff and done a great job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't bring my low vision expertise on hardware. I'll get after Charlie. (laughs) They made this change of a couple of weeks, a few weeks back or something. I had gotten a notice that they shifted me to the 29th. Well, we're happy to have you. I always enjoy listening to you and and listening to your knowledge because you are just so full of everything with uh, that's what everybody that's what my so. wife tells me too <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go there good thing we only have a couple minutes left exactly <laughs> all right and larry larry i hope your angels are doing well watch the red Sox this weekend they're going to take on the rays yeah yeah angels are <laughs> they're they're surviving they're not doing wonderfully well but that's well, the they way got it goes. That, they got that picture though yeah Tony, my goodness gracious about, right? yeah He's and great. trout's coming back yeah no it's it, Baseball is going to be fun no matter what happens. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, have a great rest of your week and an enjoyable you. weekend. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for being here. All right. Bye-bye.